podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your mid-afternoon catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday after Liverpool 5 to lose 1 in the Europa League at Anfield. Uh, a fun game, a pretty mad game. Not a lot of structure to the game. Not of a lot of good positive things for Liverpool. Not many negatives at all, all things considered. No injuries. No performances where you thought, "Oh dear." We got some good performances. We got some outstanding performances from Darwin and most notably Ryan Gravenberg, who had his best showing in a red shirt. Waturo Endo had his best showing in a red shirt. Endo and Gravenberg both got their first goal. uh, Gravenberg's second goal, Endo's first goal. Um, Darwin scored. Darwin looked dynamic. He did miss a big chance. But I'm I'm choosing to take the positives from it. The run, the quick feet to sit the defender down, rounds the goalkeeper, just take the touch, Darwin. Just take a touch. The ball's a little bit too far ahead. You're not going to be able to wrap your foot around it. Just take a touch. You still have time. Take that touch. Stop that ball and just roll it into the empty net. And unfortunately... He didn't. They hit the post, comes back out, Gravenberg scores. We got off to a flyer in the game. Single-digit minutes, nine minutes in, Diogo Jota picks the ball up after a Joe Gomez clearance slash pass, finds him just inside the, the uh, Toulouse half, and he just runs. He runs at the heart of them. He beats one man, then he beats another and he finishes brilliantly. It's an outstanding goal, and we're flying. We're away. Here we go. This could be seven or eight nil. Seven minutes later, it was one one. Um, it's a slight mistake by Luke Chambers. That's all it is. It's a slight mistake. You'd like Kelleher to do a little bit better as well, but the guy's barely kicked a football for the last 14, 15 months. I mean, he's played six times this season and last. Uh, we worked it out last night on Raw. Cueving Kelleher turns 25 next month. And by his 25th birthday, he will have played 25 senior club matches. Uh, which is not good. It's not good at all. The lad isn't playing nearly enough football. And he's been denied a career in many ways. Um he does have 10 Ireland caps. 
He has more caps for Ireland than he's ever played in any season for Liverpool. And bear in mind, this is his fifth season being involved in the first team. Not good. We might have missed our chance to sell him for significant money. A little bit like Nat Phillips. The time to sell him was almost certainly the summer of 2022. It's notable that this past summer, we got no offers. There was nobody came in for him. There was a bunch of clubs looking for goalkeepers and no one came in for him. And people can say, oh, we don't know if there was approaches. It would have been reported one side or the other, and it wasn't. No journalist that covers another club came out and said Liverpool are targeting Cueving Kelleher. None. Uh, there might have been some loan offers maybe, but nobody was in looking to buy him. Very similar to the Nat Phillips situation. Um, I mean, Nat Phillips will turn 27 this year and has played 70 senior games and is currently a 75 senior games between Liverpool, Stuttgart and Bournemouth. And most of them came in lower leagues, the second division in Germany, the, the championship in England. He's currently playing with Celtic. And by playing, I mean, he sat on the bench most weeks. He's getting on for spot appearances, you know, get his appearance bonus in. Probably meet some quote of games he has to play in. Give him five minutes here, five minutes there, and it hits the quota. But he's not a starter for Celtic, and they've got centre backs to come back in, so he'll probably get pushed back down. We've just we've missed it, missed our chance, I think, and it's unfortunate because I really like Kelleher, and I always want to see the Irish lads do well, and I love that we have an Irish lad in the squad, and I, I wish we could just keep him as the backup, but that's not fair on him. I do think we'll we'll probably have to look for a loan. I wouldn't be against a loan in January. I know it would mean he doesn't get to play the you know, the later rounds of the League Cup if we're still in it or the FA Cup, but I think he'd be better off going even to a championship club. Like if there's a championship club who are pushing for promotion but could use an upgrade in goal, um, I think that would benefit him more than kind of being sat on our bench. Uh, anyway, didn't have a whole lot else to do last night. Uh, he made one large error. After that, with a, with a poor kick, but thankfully it came to nothing. Um, 30 minutes in, Endo scores from Trent's, free, uh, Trent's cross off a corner that had been worked back to him. Great header. Absolutely unbelievably good header. Uh, Darwin made it three on 34 minutes. Brilliant from Gravenberg. Curtis Jones tries to get a shot away. It bounces back, hits him. And deflects to Darwin. He finishes really well. Then there's that that Darwin miss that I mentioned earlier, which comes straight back to the feet of Ryan Gravenberg, squares up the goalkeeper, goes around him and finishes well. And then Mo Salah uh, wraps it up on 93. He'd come on, I assume, after pestering the absolute bejesus out of Klopp to let him go on. Uh, Mo came on, ran around a little bit, didn't do a whole lot, but managed to score a goal. A really well-taken goal at that. Um, and that's why he's a world-class player. And that goal means that Mohamed Salah is the record goal scorer in European competitions for an English club, uh, which is 
fairly spectacular. Fairly spectacular that he's achieved that. Um, just another record for only Salah. All things considered, you have to be happy with the performance. You have to be happy with the results. You have to be happy with how the Europa League has gone so far. We have nine points. We are top of our group. We are looking very, very comfortable atop our group. Five points clear of a union and Toulouse. A win over Toulouse in Toulouse will guarantee us qualification to the next round. And if Union were to fail to beat Lask, we'd be guaranteed top spot. Um, If they do beat Lask, we will just need one point for our remaining two games to be certain of top spot and therefore avoid the nonsensical playoff qualifier round thing between the second place teams and the teams dropping in out of the Champions League. So that's all going swimmingly. We obviously have a league game this weekend. It is Norwich. No, it's not. It's Nottingham Forest. It's Nottingham Forest. Norwich are not in the division, so it couldn't be them. It's Nottingham Forest. I wouldn't mind. We've just done scouted. I've just recorded two-footed and talked about the game at length on scouted and a bit on two-footed. So I should know that it's Nottingham Forest. Um... Maybe it's because Carl's from Norwich that I thought of Norwich. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just they, they start with an NO and my brain isn't working properly. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's Forest. They've had a better start to this season than last season. Double the points. Much better defensively. Scoring a slight bit better. They do have a bunch of injuries. They'll be tougher to beat than they were at times last season, though they were tough for us both times. Obviously they excuse me, obviously they beat us at the city ground, but we beat them at Anfield in what was a fairly tough game. Three two win. I'm confident of a win. I am. Um we went over a projected team for this game, so I'll leave you to listen to Scouted for that. We'll check out this is Anfield. They've got bits and bobs on last night's game, so check those out. There is a piece about Jürgen revealing his rotation plan and hinting at an 11 for Forrest. Uh, LeBron James was spotted in an unreleased Liverpool tracksuit, which I have to say, I, I quite like it. I do quite like it. It's very plain, but I do quite like it. It's always nice to have LeBron repping the, the gear. Uh, Jurgen Klopp reveals Nunez' influence on world-class Mo Salah changing role. Darwin's anguish, poking phone, and Trent round the keeper. Four things spotted versus Toulouse. Robbie Fowler has been sacked uh, by Al Quadzia. Is that Kadzia? I don't know. Uh, nine games, six wins. They're second in the league, and he's been sacked. Bizarre. He'd recruited a couple of players. They were playing well, and he was sacked on Thursday night. Uh, Former Real Madrid striker Michel, uh, who last managed Olympiacos and has won two league titles with Olympiacos, he's been appointed the new manager. 
he is a more accomplished manager than Robbie Fowler, but he hasn't done anything of note as a manager in the better part of a decade since winning back-to-back league titles with Olympiacos in an era in which Olympiacos just won the title every single year. Um, his last job was with in, uh, Olympiacos. He was uh, released from his contract there in April. He he resigned, but he was told to resign. So one of them, if you resign, we'll pay you out. If you don't, we're just going to sack you. Or we might put you on gardening leave. So Rome was a lunatic. Um, I think it's really harsh on Robbie. I really do. Uh, what else did I want to mention today? Um, slightly controversial, but I, I want to say it because it's what I believe. I think that the people who attended last night's game and had their flags of support for Palestine, uh, a hoodie of support for Palestine, uh, confiscated. I think that's a scandal and those people deserve an apology. Um, I think that the the young lad that was made give up his hoodie so that he, he was brought out of the stand, made give up his hoodie, and then sent back out to watch the rest of the game in a fucking T-shirt on an October night. Uh, I think that's a scandal. I think the club owe him and others an apology. And to those who will say, keep, oh, let's keep politics out of it. Just stick to the footy. Like, shut the fuck up. Being against genocide is not a political view. It's a human a human view, humanitarian view. Standing up to our apartheid is a human approach, not a political approach. Because apartheid and genocide, there's no other side to them. There's no, well, if you think about it, they're actually, there's none of that. None of it. They're all bad, whatever way you look at them. And standing up to that is important. You know? And you can condemn Hamas. That's fine. But just because you do that doesn't mean you have to just turn a blind eye to what else is taking place. So, you know, people want to go and express themselves like that. They should be allowed. It's really poor from the club. Really, really poor from the club. And I don't care what mandate has come down from UEFA. I don't care at all. Liverpool and the fan base are a club that books trends, that stands on their own two feet that don't bow to pressure. There will be moments of silence for Bobby Robson and Bill Kenwright. No, Bobby Charlton and Bill Kenwright. And I hope they're observed impeccably, genuinely. Bobby Charlton's an all-time great and a great human being. And Bill Kenwright was a good man who cared about Everton Football Club and the city of Liverpool. So show them the respect they deserve. Uh, On Liverpool.com, there'll be some hopes and dreams. I don't know if I can really be bothered. Um, Jurgen Klopp just explained exactly why Liverpool has no Mo Salah contract call to make. Okay. 
Uh, no match, but no blame. French media reacts as Liverpool shatter magical Toulouse. The Toulouse fans were brilliant. There's a video of them marching through a shopping centre in Liverpool and they're making a lot of noise, but they don't seem to be bothering, like, I'm I'm sure they bothered the Karens and the Blues, you know, who just want misery in their lives, but they seem to be interacting very positively with people. There was no aggression from them. There was no attempts to intimidate anybody. There doesn't look to have been any damage or anything done. And that's exactly what you want from an away fan base. And they sang and chanted and banged their drums all night, so credit to them. There's a few pieces about Darwin. There is a piece about Luke Chambers. I thought he did well last night. Um, piece about Dominic. Piece, piece about some of the young players. And on to AnfieldIndex.com. We are being linked with Lenny Yarrow. Young centre-back at Lille. Massive, massive talent. Maybe, maybe the best centre-back of his age, of his age, in Europe at the moment. 17, he's huge, 6'3", needs to fill out a bit, but that will come. But he looks very comfortable on the ball. He's played 18 times for, actually played more than that. He's played about 25 times for Lille's first team. It's a reg- Regular in the back half of last season. Um, definitely one I think people should should throw an eye on because if uh, if we're looking to bring him in and the midfield kid from Schalke, be very excited about both of those. As uh, the piece about Gravenberg, again, it was very, very good last night. He did all the things I wanted to see him do against Everton. But I think he was able to do them last night because he had Curtis with him rather than Dominic. As things stand, I mean, as things stand, the best midfield we have is Dominic, Alexis and Curtis because Curtis is an awful lot better defensively than Gravenberg. And on the ball, there's not a huge difference. Like, there's not a huge gulf. Gravenberg definitely has a much higher ceiling. But right now, there's not a huge gulf. It's just that Curtis reins himself back in a lot for the good of the team. And also to be that kind of secondary player to Dominic, I don't think Gravenberg is suited to being that secondary one. I think he needs to be the lead midfield, which Dominic is as well. So for now, in time that will change, but for now, Dominic and Gravenberg, I think, is not the pairing to go with. What We need it this weekend, so it's fine. But I think both work better with either Curtis or it would work better with Alexis as the other eight, so that they're the kind of lead attacking one. And the other is the facilitator. Uh, there's a piece about Mo. Tony Evans has his latest piece up. I might have already mentioned that. And there is a piece about Pedro Neto. Is he the long-term Mo Salah heir? I don't want him to be. I want him to come and play with Mo. I want him to play on the left because he's better on the left. He's direct. He's quick. He can beat players inside or outside. It's a great crosser of the ball. And it takes away that Slightly annoying habit he has of being a bit of an Andros Townsend sometimes. Only sometimes, but just sometimes, and it's a little bit too much for me. Uh, Podcast-wise, there is the new post-match roles. Myself and Trev joined by Guy Drinkle. Unfortunately, Harry wasn't able to make it, and uh, hopefully, hopefully all works out for Harry and he's back with us soon. Then we have the AI Pro Plus 
transfer show entitled Title Contenders, which is Trev and Dave Davis trying to figure out if we're title contenders or not. And then there is the Scouted for Toulouse, which is out of date, but you can listen to it if you want. I don't know if there's going to be a rival recon for this one because Harry's Harry's been pulled away to deal with something else. So I don't know if he's going to get one out. Hopefully he does because they're always a good listen. But we do have Scouted uh, coming out for you. Will be out today. Has been recorded this morning. So I'm sure Guy will get it out today. And that's it. That's all I have, folks. So I will see you all on Tuesday because Monday's a bank holiday. And on the seventh day, he rested and all that good jargon. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.